Hey guys, my name is Crystal Kenny, and I'm in love with creating. All things artistic and imagination involved. I'm an American girl who chased her creative dreams all the way to Paris, France, making a living using photography. This podcast takes you inside the stories of all the artsy folks I've met along the way and gives you that extra push to discover your creative gifts. The desire to create is deeply inside each and every one of us, and I give you the tools and inspiration to find a new way of living a more creative life. This is La Vie Creative, the podcast. My guest today is a painter living in Paris, France. She uses multiple layers of vibrant colors and intricate designs to express her creativity. And she even has her own studio in Paris called an atelier, which you can find all across Paris. Listen to me as I chat with Stephanie McKenzie about painting in Paris. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. It's so nice to have you here. I love looking at your paintings online. I haven't been able to see them in person because of life is crazy right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Crystal, for having me. You have a wonderful website where people can view later. We'll share that information at the end of the show. But I just wanted to share with listeners who you are, what you do, and how you got your start. So I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. I felt like I needed at some point in my life a journey because I wasn't really satisfied with with living in Toronto. So I was invited actually to a gallery show in Paris. Originally, it was just supposed to be a vacation and to go to a gallery show was my first trip that I took alone. I fell in love with the place. (laughs) So... So I decided to to come on a working holiday visa. You, I feel like that's the story for so many of us. We come here like kind of on vacation and then all of a sudden we're like, we can't leave. We're in love with Paris. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you, you, you fall in love with the place. And I think especially as an artist, it's just, there's so much to offer. For sure. And so how did you make the move? You got that tourist visa and it wasn't like scary for you to like pick up and move like that? Well, it definitely was because I decided to pack three suitcases and literally leave within only two weeks after of getting it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was a little bit nuts, but I said, why not? I think it was the time in my life that I could do it. I ended up being very lucky because I got a job as a photo editor. It actually allowed me to stay in the country and extend, keep extending my visa up until the point where I able to stay permanently. Oh, wow. So it just like, I, I have a feeling like this happens a lot when we're on the right path, things just seem to fall into place. It was it was amazing. It's like I'm in Toronto and I finished school and I couldn't seem to find the the type of job that I wanted. I literally get on a plane, go over to Paris and within a month I'm having this amazing job, traveling and doing what I love and in parallel to that I was able to to do my artwork and do shows and it was just it came together. Yeah, it sounds like it just fell right into place for you and opened up that space for you to really continue painting. And can you talk a little bit about your paintings? They're abstract. You do many different types of work. I started off more mixing the two. So photography mixed with the painting with like three-dimensional form. And recently in the last couple of years, like there are some things that changed in my life. That's how the artwork sort of changed into the Mm -hmm. abstract. How I do it is that I listen to the vibration of sound of different music and I just let myself create. 
Oh, wow. So you're kind of overlapping mediums there by the music affecting how you produce. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. And how did you discover that? Well, my husband actually was (laughs) asking me to try it. (laughs) So hubby (laughs) helped you. Yes, he did. Very cool. And so do you feel that what you're producing is how you feel based on the music? Or are you producing just to kind of get something out that you're feeling already? I would say it's both. Mm -hmm. I would say it's kind of, you know, tapping into my self-conscious state. I think by listening to the music, it can get me into that headspace. Because when I'm doing, let's say, you know, uh, Qigong or body balance, like I can get into that space. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I'm doing the abstract work, I need to kind of go into that sort of personal space. And the music helps to kind of tune out everything around me and just yeah. channel channel into that creative space. And what kind of music do you usually use? Do you use all different types of music? All different types of music. Interesting. Yeah, because I was looking at your work and it's like so vibrant and colorful. Like I love the color red and I see a lot of red in your work. Yes. And do you feel like each color represents a different emotion? I think it does. And I think it also represents, you know, the different chakras Mm -hmm. and the energy that we have. And were you in tune with that line of thinking like chakras and energy before you started painting or did music and painting bring that into your life? Well, I started drawing actually when I was five years old. Wow. So at that time I wouldn't have known Mm-hmm. You know how I'm doing it because my grandfather was an artist and he designed leather goods. He worked with uh, Louis Vuitton. Oh wow! And also my great grandfather studied design um, in Paris, so I kind of got the artistic ability uh, from my family. Mm-hmm. You kind of followed their footsteps in a way, coming back to France. I did. Yes. Now I I know uh, why he was so sad to leave. you you can't understand it until you feel it so you kind of felt like this magnetism like you had to be there like you knew this was your place once you've been there it was amazing because you know I'm born in Toronto I spent you know a lot of my life there and there was just something here that I I felt home and I Mm -hmm. wanted to stay why do you think France attracts so many creative people I think because of the way that the thinking Mm-hmm. You're kind of able to just imagine and think and create and, you know, the culture in general, like everything is just so detailed, everything mm-hmm. they do. I mean, being married to a uh, Frenchman, <laughs> uh, I couldn't see the difference between, you know, how me being a North American thinks. Yeah. Right? What are some of the things that surprised you about the way he thinks the differences? It's just he's he's so like detailed whereas I'll just kind of get to the point <laughs> <laughs> yes I totally agree with that that's me same exact it's like get to the yeah. point especially with the, the French when they speak like even when I get these like emails from my gym and they're just trying to tell me okay the gym is closed but they'll write like a two page letter <laughs> and I'm like where's the information <laughs> exactly you're just kind of trying to search for it <laughs> It's like, what are you trying to tell me? But they are very detail oriented and they, they do it in a beautiful way. It's not, it's not just blabber for nothing. It's there's something beautiful in it. No, it's like, you know, everything, whether it's, you know, going, uh, you know, going for a meal or, you know, how they pick their wine to go with the meal, you know, mm-hmm. or the different cheeses and, you know, how many different museums can we just walk to in Paris? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. a, 
a constant, there's constant beauty that's surrounding you. Yeah. You're always enriched. And I didn't feel that I had that in Mm -hmm. Toronto. Yeah. If I could use one word to describe Paris, I would say stimulation. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's a stimulant. (laughs) Absolutely. It's a drug addict. So be careful. <laughs> you get. I know. You just like you. You just need it. You know. Yeah. Can't be away we, too long. We were talking about earlier how you are in your. Well, you were in your atelier. Can you talk a little bit about what an atelier is for those who may not know and how that works in France? Sure, an atelier is a is a studio space. So either you can, you know, have your own or, for instance, the one that I belong to is Saint-Essais. And I really like it because you have the ability to talk to other artists that are there. So there's not just painters, there's photographers, there's designers, there's illustrators. And it's really great because you can share information with each other. And has that changed your work from working in the the spirit of so many creatives every day? I would say it has, because I think that sometimes as artists, we could feel lonely. I really like the fact that I don't because I have all these wonderful people around me. Yeah. And is there some days when you show up and you're just like, I don't really feel like painting or are you just not feeling it? Do you, what do you do on days like that? Or does that never happen? On those days, you just talk to another artist because usually you're not the only one feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So there's like um, there's like a bar cafe area. So usually one of the other artists kind of knows you're having an off day. So they're like, hey, Steph, like, okay, let's go down for a coffee and have a chat. So after that, it just really helps to get motivated and then go, go back up and start painting. Mm-hmm. And you talked a little bit about like chakras and things and energy. Did you, did you change the way that you work in that way so that you like you started meditating or you started studying those things? And did that influence your work? Absolutely. I first started with with Qigong. Mm-hmm. And I actually just found it on Groupon. So I'm like, ah, why not try it out? <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? It's very similar to Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. So it works with the energy in the body to allow yourself to calm down and to flow properly. Since I did that, then I moved to Pilates, mm-hmm. which was good because you have the the stretching as well as the meditation part of it. The more and more I got into that, the more I saw the abstract changing and developing. You saw your work change. Absolutely. Because I was able to to channel that part. Interesting. So it kind of gave you access to a part of your mind you didn't even know. Exactly. And how long did that process take for you? I've been doing abstract for just under two years now. And so did you have to practice meditation for a few months before you felt like you really had access? I think that it developed further. So I kind of was playing around with it. And I felt that definitely it helped me to just dive deeper um, into the work and more and more is coming out of it. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about meditation and the chakras and all that. And I think it's something to play around with, you know, on many levels, just for other parts of your life too, like anxiety, depression, things like that. And so many people claim they can't meditate because they can't 
quiet their brain or just annoys them? What advice do you give to people like that? Well, I was one of those people, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's very difficult to just sit down and relax. Um, I think that it takes the right teacher. So if somebody is doing it and you're not able to get there, then I would suggest to, to switch the person. Okay. So kind of like you're doing like live on video now because of quarantine or in person and someone kind of guides you through your thinking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's great advice. And coming back to your paintings, I'm curious, how do you know when a painting is finished? It's a feeling inside. I just, in my heart, I know that it's finished. Yeah. You're at peace with it. Absolutely. But it took time to get there because I've been you know, doing artwork since I was five years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it did definitely take a while. And then I went off to college to study. It's it's a journey to actually get to that point. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you think that education helped or hindered your work? Because some people say, you know, going to university to study art, it can take away something because you're too concerned with the rules. Do you do you feel that way? Or how do you feel about it? Um, I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. the schools that I went to, they never hindered any of the artistic ability. They actually encouraged it. So I didn't feel that way at all. And I, I think it was important because it gave you a structure. Mm-hmm. And to be able to understand that deadlines are important. Yeah, because I know us artists can be a little flaky and uh, I would say like fluttery, you know, we're just all over exactly. the place. So. Yeah. To actually be an artist, if you want to make money at it, you also have to, you know. You definitely need the balance. Balance, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Be a little more serious sometimes. Yeah. And I also, I really enjoyed the experience because I met um, other artists that might not have gone in the same direction as me, but it's really interesting um, and fun to keep contact with them, seeing what they're doing and sharing information. Yeah, yeah. I, I For a long time, I was always one of those people that thought, oh, you know, I have to do it myself. I can't share this. I don't need help. But in my 30s, it's gone just the opposite. I'm constantly asking people for advice and letting them in. And it's it changes everything. You need your tribe. No, for sure. It's, it's like anything. Because, yeah. you know, we're doing the artwork ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, when I was working in the corporate part or section of it you had that other part but we don't so I think it's really important to have the you know a tribe of artists because you know what we might have that off day and you might want to go down and have a coffee with them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so definitely it's important yeah even if you don't realize that you're kind of taking in their energy and uh kind of supporting each other in that way and I'm also wondering if you believe that it's not actually creation until you share it with somebody? Do you believe others have to see your work or do you believe you can do it just for yourself as well? I think both. Mm -hmm. I like sharing it with people, but I might not have shared every single thing yet. So I don't know. I would say both. Both ways. It depends on what you need from it. Maybe some people do it just to heal. Exactly. And how do you define creativity? I think creativity is going beyond the boundaries, seeing things further than what they actually are. I like that. Yeah. Innovation, curiosity. Yeah, that sums it up really well. And do you ever feel that you have to censor your work because you don't want to offend people? No, because I have done a self-portrait that could be offensive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
So no, I I wouldn't say I'm I censor myself. No, I'm still respectful. It's people's choice to look at the work as well. Exactly. It's like you know, if you go in a museum and there might be certain sections that people you know might not like, they don't have to go there. Yeah. No, I I, I absolutely agree. And who is your your greatest influence? I would say that I have a couple because I worked in photography as well as the artwork. Um, I have a couple, like I would say for photography, it's Richard Avedon. Okay. Um, I really like his, uh, the simplicity with the white background. Um, yet it's so powerful when you look at them live. Mm-hmm. Also David LaChapelle mm-hmm. because of his, uh, the saturation of his color and the imagination. He just goes beyond Yeah. Miro because of his surrealism and just tapping into that subconscious mind. Kind of relates back to the energy and chakras, kind of tapping into the untouched. No, exactly, exactly. And there's also René Marguerite. Mm -hmm. And I was very influenced in my earlier works by him because it's just like the imagination and the perspective. And, you know, he also taps into the surrealist part. Do you think those guys were meditating? Um, I think some of them were drinking a lot. (laughs) Could be the same. <laughs> it might be the same. They're tapping into that spot, you know. <laughs> you know the heavy drug use, the abstinence. You're going yeah, into other yeah. places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how they got there. There's also Sonia Delani. I love her her color and form. So I would say no. There's a couple of different people because I kind of get inspired by different parts of their work. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of bring that together and pick and choose what you want to relate to or use. Yeah, exactly. And does your work convey a specific emotion or message? What I like is that when people look at it, they kind of get their own message and their own feelings. So when I've done shows, I'm really interested to know how the person is feeling. And I think especially with the abstract work, people can sense it even more. Yeah, because they have to think more when they look at it. Exactly. Because I mean, you can see different things depending on when you're looking at it, the time of day, the lighting. And do you think that it's not possible to convey your message by just people looking at the website? Do you feel like art needs to be viewed in person to get that energy? I think it does. I think you can get um, a sense of it on the computer, but when you see it in life, then Mm -hmm. it gives even more. Yeah. And especially with texture, like if you have texture on your pieces and three-dimensional relief and even just seeing the actual paper and how um, the paint or the ink is absorbed. Yeah. It gives that much more. Yeah. You can examine it a little closer and, and then, yeah, definitely. I feel like in person is better to, cause you can't always see everything through the screen. And also we're tired of looking at screens. I think so. <laughs> I'm really ready of not looking at the screen and going to, you know, no more screens. No more and- screens. And you're welcome anytime to come. As I said, when the ateliers, Open and people are invited. (laughs) And what's the best advice you've been given? Just to, you know, follow my own dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, if this is what I need to do, just go for it. Because I know like a lot of, you know, a lot of people, maybe they don't want their children to go into the artistic area because it's a lot more difficult. I was lucky because I was always encouraged 
to go in the direction that I need. Yeah, I think that uh, obviously most of the time our parents are just looking out for us in a way of like finances. They're like, that's not easily measurable. And maybe you should become an accountant, even if it kills your soul. Yeah. (laughs) At least you'll have a house. (laughs) It's completely understandable. Like I know even some of the people at my atelier, even the the older people, they told me that, you know, one was uh, electrician for 30 years and he's the most beautiful illustrator. Oh, wow. So he finally, you know, got enough confidence to go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Very very cool. Yeah. I mean, and even for people who don't want to make a living at creativity, they just want to kind of use it as healing or a learning process about themselves. What would you say to those people who are trying to figure out what they want to do? Because many people say, you know, I don't know how to do that or what I want to do. Well, I actually had a friend that was in that position and she's more in in business. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was asking me that. And I said, you know what? Let's go to the art store. And uh, I took her to the art store and, you know, kind of let her get inspired. Yeah. You know, you know, people might gravitate towards acrylic or they might want to try watercolor. And I think that, you know, going to the art store and just looking at everything and then making the decision and not being closed off. Yeah. And yes. Seeing what you should have fun you. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, they should just really have fun with it because um, I think that for anybody, you can heal from it. Yeah. It's about being playful, like connecting with your inner child, yeah, doing it for the sake of doing it, not for any other purpose to gain something. Exactly. And I think right now it's really important to have another outlet because we don't want to spend like our entire time, as you said, like looking at a screen and there's only, you know, yes, you do want to maybe read a couple of books and everything, but you know, you need maybe something else. Yeah. Yeah. You need to more hands try on. Different. Yeah. Try different mediums and not just Netflix and chill all day. Oh, exactly. I mean, I am <laughs> guilty of doing that part of the time. I'll tell you. Oh, I'm exactly the same. We can't help but go into our yeah. numbing state. I think I've gained about 15 pounds in Oreo cookies alone. So <laughs> I don't think I've ever liked dessert as much as I do now. Like I'm not even a dessert person. Dessert. And I just like look at it at the boulangerie and I have to get it. Dessert has never been more satisfying. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We're using sugar to heal. I know. I know. (laughs) And how has France changed your work? I would say it's changed because it's developed further. And Mm -hmm. that was uh, when I was talking about the detail of the country. Yeah. And I think that I was able to push it further because they don't have that boundary. And it's just constantly being surrounded by museums and beautiful architecture, I think um, that really helped me to further myself. Yeah, to take in all that energy and other other things to look at, so you can kind of take your brain to a different place. Exactly. And are there some future projects that you're excited for? I actually want to try putting my abstract work on uh, leather goods and silk scarves. So to kind of tap back into my great grandfather's. um, Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You're coming back to grandpa. Yeah. Full circle there. Yeah. And I kind of did some tests, actually. How's it working out? It looks really good. So I'm... I'm gonna. I'm in the process to actually uh, properly photograph the work and then um, and then do some uh, test prints. Very cool. And where can listeners find you online or view your work or buy your work? Um, on my website. So it's uh, www. 
stephaniemckenzie.com or uh, Instagram at Stephanie McKenzie Artist. Very cool. I'm so excited to see this new project you're working on. Do you have any idea when you'll be able to release that? Um, I would say probably by the summer, I hope. Yeah, now you have the time to kind of work on it. Oh, yeah. Lots of, <laughs> lots of time. <laughs> lots of time. And then when uh, confinement is over, people can visit the studio as well. Absolutely. And I'll have the um, samples there so people can see the artwork or the scarves or the leather bag. Very cool. And take in some of that creative energy that you're all bringing around the studio, doing all over the atelier, just creativity everywhere. Oh, yes. I'll be coming to visit for sure. I can't wait. And then we can go for an apero after. (laughs) We can do it like our ancestors and get drunk to get the creativity going. (laughs) It's so nice to talk to you, Stephanie. Thank you so so much. So great talking to you. Thank you for uh, asking me to do this. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to La Vie Creative. You can find more information on MissParisPhoto.com. And if you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word for all my creative guests. We have the power to help them to keep doing what they love. See you next time.